It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that. Look, the, the next talking point um, of the 2022-23 campaign came on the 28th of November. The club announced that Michael Beale would be the 18th manager of Rangers, signing a contract until 2026. Uh, we all know that Beale had worked as Gerard's assistant um, and was largely credited with the way that the team played in that Gerard era. He appointed Neil Banfield, Harry Watling and Damien Matthews as his uh, coaching backroom staff there. Um Took the Rangers board seven days to appoint a new manager, Craig. I know you were talking about that nine days from the, the, the St Mirren game to, to actually sacking Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. What was your reaction to, to Michael Beale being, being appointed 18th manager of Rangers? Football? It with the fact it was a, a two-day improvement. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig, you've got to mention who you wanted to bring in originally. I was going to say, I've, I, I'm not entirely sure I remember who else was in the, who else was in line for or in competition for discussion. It was not a... It was not a pool of managers um, filled with quality, yeah, if I remember true, correct. Yeah. It was part of the reason why we thought they were hanging on to, to Geo for so long was that I, who else is going to come in? And there wasn't an obvious yeah. candidate out there for, for who it could have been. I, when Michael Beale came in, I, th- I think I did the announcement podcast with, I can't remember who it was with, but um, I said I had reservations. I said everyone was buying into the fact that he was definitely the the, the mastermind behind Gerard's tactics and all of that stuff. You're never quite sure about how true these things are. It, it could be that, that people weren't giving Gerard enough credit for what he put into that team. Um, we saw with how Aston Villa's form dipped as soon as Michael Beale left for QPR. We did see how much Michael Beale must have been or how instrumental he must have been in the background. But you've still got to give Steven Gerrard some credit for the way he he turned around our squad and their mentality and how they played. So your, your question, how much can he turn it around? You're then saying he's coming in where we were eight or nine points behind at, at, at that stage. You're thinking he's, he's 
whoever the next manager is is coming into I think it was Hibs at home Aberdeen away were the first two games yep. uh, the first two games we had and you're yeah. thinking if he comes in and he always he's one of those games draw drops points in either of those games he's instantly under pressure is that what manager's going to be able to handle that and Michael be able to make a big enough impact in a, in a short space of time thankfully he did yeah. um, but I w my instant reaction was I need to wait and see what he what he's like. I wasn't fully on the the Michael Beale train when he when he arrived. I said when he arrived that I felt he had to win a trophy this season. Yep. That was one of the, the key things I said. I thought he had to do was was win a one of the cups. I, I, I probably spoke about the league already been gone even at that early stage and start of December. But I felt he had to he had to win a trophy. He's not he's, he's not done that, and we'll come on to talk a bit about how the team has performed since he's since he's been in. He's not done that. I, the pressure is on him. Yeah. I think pro probably not as much pressure as there as there could be because he has turned around the form and he's managed to get a tune for the vast majority of the games out of the players. But I had reservations when he when he came in. Those reservations have definitely lessened. I wish he would get some media training or some <laughs> extra media training. But apart outside of that, I think he's done a as good a job, almost as good a job as he as he could have asked for the one downside as the old firm games. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very hard to disagree with a, a lot of what you've said there. Um, Tommy, I'm going to skip a wee bit in terms of the conversation here uh, with Michael Beale and, and the signings that he's brought in rather than, than getting your thoughts on how you reacted to him coming in. But um, the first sort of signing in the January transfer was Todd Cantwell. He joined for approximately £1.5 million um, from Norwich uh, on January 23rd. I know that was a, a tweet after the, the last Old Firm game of the season that went down particularly well on the on the This Is Ibrooks Twitter. Um, if you're not following, by the way, give us a follow on Twitter. Well, well done. Well, done. that's yeah. that. Um, and <laughs> then told the company. Right <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's and it. then the your announcement's going to be in five days. <laughs> uh, then the club announced Nicola Raskin for one point five to two million. I'm just checking you there, Ross. Um, for one point five million with a twenty percent sell-on clause um, on the thirty-first from from Standard Liège. Um, Tom, I just want to get your thoughts on Nico Raskin. He's made sixteen appearances for Rangers. He's got one assist. He's a player I've been really, really impressed with so far since he's come in. In terms of his, it's his speed. It's his speed about winning the ball back. It's his anticipation of where the ball is, and ultimately when he gets it, I really like the transition from where he goes. He he, he goes forward quickly. What's your thoughts on, on Raskin's impact since he's come into the club? Well, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to quickly put together the list of cliches that I've I've had here, so I'm <laughs> going to have another done at this. Actually, both Raskin and Cantwell are head up players, forward facing. Yeah, right. Young, hungry, obviously talented on the ball as well. Very much fit the player profile that Michael Beale's been speaking about. Definitely not veterans, and I don't think they've got any significant injury <laughs> histories either. So th there we go. Yeah, I think they've. There was a lot of chat about Raskin. I don't think he hit the ground running as quickly as other people thought. Yeah. I think he's taken a little bit of time. Cantwell, the exact same. It's quite clear now to see that they are a very, very good pairing. I like Raskin's ability to read the game yeah. exceptionally well. Yeah. His decision-making in tight spots is pretty good as well. And his drive with, with the ball um, is really good. I and mean, I think the final ball will get even better and better as he gets... gets I don't think he'll be a free-scoring midfielder or anything like that. No. Pretty sure, but I'm happy to be proven wrong with that about that next season. Camwell on the other side, you know, it's he's got everything that you kind of want in terms of he's a bit stylish, 
works like a dog, actually. I was quite surprised with that recent Old Firm game at Ibrox as well. Really seems to get it. Not a phrase I'm particularly, um, you know, I, I use particularly <laughs> often, right? It means could mean anything, but he seems to really want to get a relationship with his, with the fans. Yeah. And he certainly knows how to stick a ball on the back of the net as well. I think the pairing are really important because what they show you is what Michael Beale is trying to get, which is guys who are comfortable on the ball, who will work but have a bit of flair, who are young, who can engage. And if I just kind of add on to the side there, from a Cantwell perspective, he's a great kind of media yeah. show player for, for Rangers yeah. as well. He'll be front and centre on a lot of the advertisements. Yep. Uh, but yeah, listen, it's positive. I think, as a very final point to that, what's been really impressive for both of them is they've come into a struggling side and managed to bring players round about them up the way. Now, for guys who aren't what we would call veterans or senior players or anything like that, um, or rather, they don't have that kind of vibe to them before yeah. they came in the door. They aren't wearing the armband. Just by sheer performances and personality, they've made players round about them a little bit better. Yeah. If that's the level of quality we're adding to the squad in the summer as well, I think we're in a pretty positive place. Kyle, I spoke about reservations I had about Michael Beale <laughs> beforehand. I think the recruitment side of things is with any new manager that comes in, you're always thinking it, 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 can, it can literally go any way and those two insights of Raskin and Cantwell yeah. have been particularly positive and in a season where there's not been a lot of positives for Rangers, they are two signings whose performances have given us hope yeah. as we head into into next season and beyond in terms of the, the type of player that, that Michael Beale can bring to us, that how Michael Beale's scouting system works, his knowledge and relationship with players, that he was able to bring players like that to the club. Mm -hmm. All of that has given... Me, I would say I don't I don't speak for anyone else apart from myself. <laughs> so, um, but it's given me hope in terms of going forward, and I think going by social media has given a lot of other people hope as well in terms of these players are a step above what we have had in the squad this season, and it's been so clear to see um, the last four or five months since since January, and I've, I've, that's what's given me hope and excitement as we head into into what is going to be a really important summer with a huge rebuild. Can I just add to that as well, Ross? I know you want to jump in here at, at some point, but I'm just just not going to let you. Right? Um, but, Ro 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 Ross is still here, everyone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he slipped under the table and, and went out. But um, he's carrying an injury. Right, but I think it's really important as well to look at the way that Michael Beale has assessed and handled players that were in the squad already. So, you know, not rushing suitor back. Taking your time with Yilmaz taking your time and taking taking Matondo out of the limelight after playing him in his first couple of games. Mm -hmm. Then it didn't quite work. Brought him out. I think, you know, all those players will have a part to play next season. Mm -hmm. Quite quite a large part to play, actually. So I think it's not just about bringing in new players, but what he's doing with the existing quality he's got there as well. And supporting some big judgment calls in the likes of Morelos and Kent leaving. Yep. You know, the club could have made additional moves there and tried to keep at least one of them. So he's not been, he's not been um, slow to, you know, deal with the hand strongly and I think those three things are pretty positive yeah I totally agree uh, yeah, as you said it's the it's the type of player that, that we've brought in and and the it's the fact that we got those deals over the line we all knew we needed players like that done and we've went out and spent the money okay there's the 20% sell on clause in, in Raskin's contract but it was necessary to, to get that deal done and okay it, it might you know looking when, when we sell the player I'm sure it'll get mentioned but 
for him in these three, four years, however long we'll be here, it's important. But Ross, I will give you an opportunity to talk about Todd Cantwell because I know that you will want to talk about him. He's come in, he's um, scored six goals, goals, four assists, but it's it's the other side of his game that, that's really, really impressed me. It's yeah. his, Listeners it's, and watchers, I've been trying to keep you away from this, but you're going to have to face I, I, any Ross I, 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 talking I, I, about He's it. kicking me under the table, <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> so, I'm so keen to get involved with this. Yeah. Uh, well, just, just to go back on something Tommy said there, because I think it was a good point when it comes to Michael Beal. I think we all have a lot of confidence in Michael Beale right now because he's recognising what the squad needs. So he was only able to bring in two players in January, but he decides to bring in Nico Raskan, who I think a lot of people felt he was going to be this kind of number six that sits in front of the back four. Yep. I would say he's probably quite an aggressive number eight, which I think is a position that we've wanted for a long time. He's, he's brought him in. I think as well we wanted creativity in the front line, something we've not had for a while. We felt that we've lacked that, and I think we have that now. Um, Todd Cantwell and Malik Tillman have gave us, they've gave us that this season, really. Yep. Where maybe we're just lacking in terms of someone being able to finish these chances. But yeah. I, I like that from Michael Beale. He's he's assessing the squad, he's recognising what we need, and he's getting them in. And and the club do deserve credit for both of those deals, right? And yep. This is before I come on to Todd Cantwell, right? <laughs> but the club were proactive here. And this is what we've criticised the club for a lot in the past, that they just haven't went out and got the deal done. Yeah. And really, there's a lot of people that will sit back and go, you know, 1.5 million or 1 million, you know, that's not a lot of money, just go and do it. Well, frankly, it is quite a lot of money for Rangers, right? It is, we have to be honest. But the club have went forward, they felt that these are the players that are going to give Michael Beale the best possible chance to do something this season, and mm. they've went and got them. So... The club deserve credit there. They've recognised two great players. The recruitment department, again, gets criticised, but Nico Raskan's been on Rangers' list for a couple of years. He was being linked when Steven Gerrard was here. So, again, the club deserve credit uh, when it comes to recruitment. As for Todd Cantwell, I love him. <laughs> and I totally... I am shocked. A, <laughs> I, totally, I totally agree That's with, enough. You don't need to say anymore. <laughs> I totally agree with what uh, Tommy said there. I, I think he will be the poster boy. For Rangers going forward. He's certainly the poster boy in your room, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, he's just, he's, he's such a good footballer. And I, I think I remember one of the first press conferences he spoke in when he came up here that he, he wasn't really sure why he had the tag of not really working hard when it came to football. Mm. He was a bit of a luxury player and mm. he said, I'm not really sure where that's came from because I'm always someone that's looking to get stuck in and get involved and I think he's shown that in abundance. I think the first game we've seen him at Ibrox, he was a wee bit tentative, he was quite safe but I think this was a player just trying to find his feet. Yep. Get some fitness under him. Uh, if you remember, we went into that, that League Cup final with Celtic and a lot of people felt that both Raskan and Camel should have played that day and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think Michael Beale, if you'd sat him down there and asked him whether he made the right decision, I think he would come back and say he didn't and he, yeah. and he got it wrong that day. But ever since that day, both of these guys, but mainly, in my opinion, Todd Campbell, because I agree with what Tommy said, I think Nico Raskin's taken a wee bit of time to get, get involved. I think Michael Beale said that he is lacking fitness and he, he maybe drops off after the hour mark. And I think we've all seen that as fans, right? Mm -hmm. But Todd Campbell has just absolutely grabbed this opportunity. He's obviously yeah. felt that there's no one in this squad at the moment that really is dragging this team. And this is a, this is a player that's decided to do that. Has worked great off the ball. And I find that quite amusing here that I'm talking about the, the off-the-ball stuff when it comes to Todd Cantwell yeah, before I talk yeah. about the on-the-ball stuff, but that shows you how much of an impact he's made at yeah. Rangers. His off-the-ball is, is great. I think he shows leadership. You, you can always see him in the park moving people around, asking people to play in certain places. And what I always love from a player is bravery in and out in possession. Yeah, agreed. You know, this is a guy that moves anywhere about the park to get the ball 
um, and he's willing to drop into space when he's needed. He's willing to make runs in behind when needed. This is just a great player uh, that we are lucky to have, in my opinion. That he's one of these players that I look at and think, if he keeps going like this, he's probably not going to be around for too long. That's unfortunately the way it goes. But yeah, a great player, Todd Cantwell, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the main man for us going forward under Michael Beale. In post-production, what we're going to do is we're going to put some like nice romantic music over the, <laughs> over the, over the top of that. Uh, I think I'll be really, coming out uh, really, really nice for him. We should also give a nod to Kieran Dow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as well, who's, who's been signed up, which also speaks to the proactivity of the club, getting business done, signing players who have got a really good profile as well. I think we'll see a hell of a lot more of that um, across the summer as well. You know, the club's been very clear about transformation on and off the park. Yeah, to totally agree with that. I think it's where I stand on it was, I am glad we've done this business now rather than waiting to the, to the summer, especially with Raskin. I think there was other suitors involved and I don't think maybe... Cantwell as well might have been off somewhere else if he'd been hanging about for another six months. Just to add to that, Carol, I'm pretty certain the two players don't come here if we let it go to the summer. Genuinely, yeah. because I think you're seeing the quality now of Todd Cantwell that there would have been Premier League clubs or high-end championship clubs that would have taken a risk on him. You know, the, this is a guy that played at the top level in the Premier League. He's maybe not had the, a great run over the last couple of years, but we yeah. can bring him in on a Bosman yeah. and potentially flip him in the future. Same with Nico Raskan, you know, I think he was being linked with, uh, was it an Italian club at the time? Yeah. I, I remember yeah. there were certain links with Raskan when we were getting close to finalising it, yep. and that might be coming from his agent essentially <laughs> saying, you know, you need to get this over the line because we have we have clubs waiting. You were fully put into that agent talk, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was down the rabbit hole. Yeah. On it. Yeah. If, but, you're, if uh, you're, you know, as a risk, as a risk to let these things go, because we know that Rangers aren't going to be offering the, you know, the top salary packages when it comes to, to European football, so... Hmm. Like I said before, the club have been proactive, they've got it down, done and uh, they deserve a lot of credit for it that. It plays on players' minds as well because yeah. you, you always hear players saying, oh, I really felt wanted. Mm -hmm. So there's a club and a manager saying, yeah. right, we will spend money right now. Even though we think we could maybe have a chance of getting you in the summer, yeah. we'll, we'll get in right now and that's where you, you pick up players because I think primarily every player you ever speak to or you see the interviews, they go, I really felt that they wanted me. Yeah. Right, we opened the checkbook and they got in early. That's yeah. how much they wanted you. Yeah. That really matters. I think, yeah, I think that is very important in the way that Todd Cantwell plays is that he needed that from a support, a support that, that loved him and, and wanted him to do well. And I think he's got that in a, in a home at Ibrox, hopefully for a, for a few years to come, Ross. Yeah, sorry, I was potentially selling him on there. I, I didn't, I didn't mean that. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep him forever. That's it. Uh, Craig, look, I want, I want to come to you on the, on the next talking point here in terms of Bill's record as manager so far. Um the stats are he's played 29, we've won 23 games, drawn twice, lost four. Well, I'm sure you'll touch on two of the losses there, arguably two of the most significant losses of the season. Um, interestingly enough, he's scored he scored 69 goals. He scored them all himself, did he? That's it. He's fantastic. We should, we should sign this guy up. That's, that's, it. that's, that's it. Our striker crisis is, is sorted. We're just going to fire the manager up front there. Um, and we've conceded 29 goals in that time as well, which is perhaps a wee bit higher than, than what I anticipated it'd be. But... Ultimately, he's got a win rate of seventy nine um, percent. How would you rate Bill's time so far since he's come in? Has he done the things that, that you expected him to do, and have you been happy with him so far? I, I, I'm going to avoid giving him a rating out of ten. No, <laughs> not look, I'm absolutely <laughs> not looking for that. I think Michael Bill's the time since Michael Bill's come in has been encouraging because he's um, been able to put together performances in the games against the other 10 teams outside of Celtic. Mm. He's been able to to make sure that we win those games week in, week out. We go to tough places like Easter Road. We go to places like Tynecastle, and those are some of our best performances of the season. Yeah, We go to Pataudry and we dig out a result in a really tough game 
fair enough, we've just got our field to thank for that more than we do Michael <laughs> Beale, but we were still able to dig out results in, in tough places. There's a few black marks against Michael Beale at the moment, I think, so far, old firm games. He's, he's shown that he can set up the team to compete. He's not shown that he can set up the team to win consistently those games, and I think that's something that we... Get, we've given him a bit of leeway on because we know he's only had the opportunity to bring in two players so far. We know the squad needs major surgeries. We head into to this season. He's kind of trying to manipulate the, the hand he's been dealt on that front. And it's been encouraging the signs that we've seen. I'd, I'd say I know there's no trophy for being, um, for being the better team in some of these games, but I think in large spells we have been. But we've not been clinical up front, and that's been symptomatic of of a large part of our <laughs> season is and Michael Beale spoke about it. We were in the, the, the post match press conference against Hearts and he spoke about how we are causing ourselves massive problems in both yeah. boxes. And that's where that's the where he loves that term, doesn't uh, he? The yeah. winning both boxes. He yeah. loves that yeah. term. Nice chaos up front. So yeah. what would you give him out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a three out of ten now. So there's a headline. I think it's it's been encouraging, but it's not been perfect. It's probably how I would assess it. Yeah. He need we need the, what keeps getting thrown at us by opposition fans is that we don't turn up in the games that matter. Yeah, and that one one of those was the League Cup final, and he didn't play Cantwell, he didn't play Raskin, and that was a big mistake. He probably knew that within about ten minutes of that <laughs> yeah, game starting. Yeah, I think starting. he did. Yeah, but it was a, that was a huge mistake. And they then look at the other old firm games. All the old firm games have been tight. Since Michael Beale has come in, we, we've not had a 3 0 like we had at the start of the season or, or or the end of the previous season. They've all been single goals, um, single goal defeats when we've lost. We've uh, we had that, we were at 1 and 2 1 heading into the last five minutes of the, the game at Ibrooks um, at the start of January. And then you look at the, the, the 3 0 victory at Ibrooks to the end of the season. So there are encouraging signs there. We need more. We need this summer to be a real transformational. Oh summer on that front and we need to start and we need to start quickly on on the big games next season we need to the first thing we need to do next season after we qualify for the champions <laughs> league although to be fair i would prefer europa league thursdays but, but the money the money from the champions I don't league think, i don't think the club will agree with you no, yeah I, don't think no. um, I think the money from the champions league is is so important that we need to make sure we get there once we qualify for the champions league win that first old firm game and win it in a manner that is convincing with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I, I, it's very hard to disagree with you. I know that might stun you coming out my mouth, Craig, given the chats that we have at Ibrox. But yeah, is... for, for the listeners' benefit, Kyle and I sit next to each other at Ibrox and we very rarely agree on anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is a bit of a novelty. Well, they're sitting on separate sides of the table. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. But, you know, Craig told me they're touched on a, on a lot of the points in terms of the... The, the quickness that he's brought, not success, but there has been a sort of transformation. Do you think Michael Beale is the man to bring success back to Ibrox next season? It's a killer question. Yeah, it's a killer question. Um, is that the time? Uh, but <laughs> No, listen, he's the man in the chair, and I hope he is. It's it's really that simple. I think he's got a great tactical awareness. He's obviously got an eye for a, for a player, although 
and you know Raskin and Cantwell were players that were already on the list of recruitment. You know they're not necessarily just Michael Beale pulling out his his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it quite works like that. But I, I'm encouraged by the fact that the games have got better, and the fact that we are clearly going into the summer having moved out some of the big senior players. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep. once you do that, that means by definition you're not where Rangers were probably captured, which was an over-reliance on one or two key players. You know, a Morelos style of play, a Kent to try and produce something or pull people out of out of position. If you're adding in real quality round about that, I think it's not just the individual players that's the important thing. It's that Michael Beale is trying to change the way that Rangers play. And mm. that's going to be the transformation because I think we have been a little bit samey. Teams have been able to catch us out. Celtic energised the way that they play. For example, under Postacoglu, they changed it. You know, Rangers have to go through a similar transformation. What we've seen has been fairly encouraging. I'm not going to duplicate what Craig said. We haven't won the big ones. Yep. Let's see who comes in. Let's see what we start the season with. And then let's see where the, the bar's been set. It's as simple as that. He's done what he could do to some extent. He's not set the heather on fire because he's not been able to get one of those trophies that were on the table. I wouldn't necessarily completely hold that against him because he's been working with a squad that we all know hasn't been fit for purpose and players who, by and large, whatever cliche, again, you want to use, <laughs> down tools, weren't in the fight, felt the jersey was too heavy, whatever, but weren't, weren't performing at an optimal level on a consistent basis and they were letting themselves, the team and the fans down. Club have done something about that. Michael Beale's doing something about it. Let's get through the summer and let's see how we how we hit the tread come the start of next season. Yeah, I think that's fair comment. Um, and Ross, I'll let you have a word on before we move on to the player of the year, etc., and goal of the season and all that jazz. How, forward to that conversation. Yeah, it's going to be really short. <laughs> I know, really short. But how how have you um, rated Michael Beale's time so far since he's come in? And and again, same question as asked Tommy. Do you think he is the man to bring success back to Ibrox next year? I think he is the man to bring success back. I, I I was one of the ones that was that was definitely on the Michael Beale train when he was like you were you were driving it. I think that Beale ball phrase has been thrown about quite often by myself. So yeah, I I always liked uh, how Michael Beale came across. I know we discussed earlier about you know the kind of credit for the way Rangers played under Stephen Gerrard, and I have to agree with what you said, Craig. You know, I'm pretty certain it's not Michael Beale just doing everything in the background and Gerrard stands at the front, right? We, that, that's not how it works. But of course, he he had a a big role to play there. I, I I think he's, I think if you look at it, actually, I think he's got the best domestic record since he came to the club. I think there isn't a lot in it. I think both Rangers and Celtic have managed to rack up quite a lot of points there. But I think he does have the best record. And I think he's shown that, I still don't think that we've got the kind of tactical imprint on the team that he wants, but he's managed to put together this team to the end of the season to get results, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we've, spoke about it earlier on this podcast, that can't go on, right? And and I think through it, we've had good performances under Michael Beale, and you've seen certain patterns, but I think this summer you're really going to see his ability to transform this squad into into mm-hmm. what he wants tactically. So I, I've definitely seen enough so far from Michael Beale to, to be convinced he's the right man. I, I, I always look at it this way, right? He's been at the club before, he understands what it's all about. He understands the pressures of being involved with Rangers, the requirements, and look, that... That shouldn't automatically get you a role at Rangers, right? Have an experience with the club. I think we all get frustrated with that sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's certainly better than not having it. So, you know, I've been impressed with Michael Beale so far. Of course, like Craig said, there is a black mark. You know, he he, he didn't manage to get any of these cup competitions. And I think the League Cup final, 
in particular was really disappointing that day yep. because we expected a lot more from the team and they didn't perform. And, and I think he'll look back on that, like I said before, with, you know, a lot of regret. And I think he maybe didn't take, he didn't take the handbrake off that day yes. and, and take some risks. And I think that's what we wanted in that fixture. So look, a lot of positivity, a lot of encouraging signs going into the summer. And I think it's quite strange the the season we've had that there is a lot of positivity around the club right now. Like <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are excited for this summer coming up and what next season's going to bring. And and Michael Peel is a big part of that. Yeah, I think that that's fair enough. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I will I will put my neck in the block and say I also think that that Bill is the man to to bring success back back to Ibrox. It's just it's odd the positivity given the pretty poor season that, that we have had but it's looking encouraging as you mentioned Dowell coming in the players that he has already brought in hopefully will all um, be good for, for the recruitment in, in terms of the team moving forward um, but listen as it is a end of season review pod it wouldn't be one without player of the year young player of the year and goal goal of the season um, I'll, I'll start with you um, here first Craig there are not a not lot of candidates for, for the player of the year I think the club went with Tav Barisic and Tillman it was really hard to sort of disagree with, with those three so take it away who, who was your senior player of the year for, for Rangers football yeah I was hoping actually you'd pick someone else first so I could, <laughs> that's I exactly what I picked you <laughs> um, it's, it's it's a hard it's a hard one because when Borna Barisic is on your player of the year <laughs> list, you know you've had a poor season. Um, I, I do think, just for the record, Borna Barisic should leave Rangers this summer, but that's <laughs> a completely different conversation. Um, in terms of player of the year, I've never thought about... I can't say I've ever thought about giving it to someone who's signed in January before, um, but this season is the first time I have seriously considered it. And while James Tavernier's been good, he's been consistent, he did have that really poor period where we all thought we all knew he was injured because he thought he was injured we all knew he was injured yeah. and he was playing through it and he, it was really tough to watch James Tavernier in, in those that period of time he's recovered a little bit yep. of his form towards the end of the season but he's still not quite there I would have to give my player of the year to Todd Cantwell if I'm yeah. honest about it because I think he's made a huge contribution to us since he's come in we've Ross spoke about how how many of his qualities have been shown already. He is a level above pretty much everyone else in that squad. Malik Tillman has been good in patches, but wasn't consistent enough. He is only 20. Another discussion about do we spend the £5 million on Malik Tillman or not, as completely other podcast. I haven't asked. Yeah. (laughs) I think Todd Cantwell is my player of the season. Yeah. Tell me who's your player of the season. Wildly inaccurate to give it to somebody who comes in in January. It has to be said. <laughs> I can see um, your face. There. Oh, that's 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 nonsense. That's genuine <laughs> nonsense, right? Um, and if I was being really trite, I'd say I'd give it to the fans, right, for, oh. for going for going the going through the distance. But you know, he's been there all season. It's not a particularly inspiring choice, but I I probably agree that that James Tavernier, whilst I've been his critic, yeah. Probably, probably shades it, even if it's just time served. Is that is that the level we're at now? He's he's been there all season, so I guess. <laughs> well, it's, that's almost as bad a place as somebody's shown up since they signed in January. So I'm going to give it to them. So it depends where you want to go with that. I know, Ross. We've had we've had Cantwell, we've had uh, James uh, Tavernier. Who's your player of the season? Yeah, I agree with Tommy. You can't be giving it to someone that's joined in January, even though I'm a big Todd Cantwell fan that we're all, we're all aware I'd of. I'd like to announce Rossi's extension <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> in the next season. Uh, I, I, I think Malik Tillman uh, should definitely be up there. Uh, mm. I think the impact that he had on Rangers this season for only being 20 years old was pretty remarkable. as his first season of first-team football, and 
I think a lot of people forget that. I know there was a lot of questions around him when it came to the big games, but I'm not really expecting a 20-year-old to grab big games by the scruff of the neck in his first you know, season of first-team football. So mm-hmm. he definitely gets an honourable mention, but I have to go for the captain, James Tavernier. I think there's been numerous times this season where Rangers have been struggling in the games and, and, and he scored a penalty or he, you know, he scored a free kick, some remarkable free kicks in there. It's true. So I think, I think it has to be given to, to James Tavernier again. I know there's a lot of debate around him, but for me... This is a guy that always, well, for the most part, stands up when required. And, of course, mm. there's a lot of debate around him when it comes to, to winning trophies. And, and he mm. has to do more of that. We all agree on that. But he can only do so much sometimes, and I believe he's yeah. done that this season. Yeah, again, I think that's that's fair enough. But I'm going to I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm going to go against you two, and I'm going to agree with Craig again. This is this is unheard of yeah. that you and I I'm are glad this on camera. I know, I mean, so much. The, the important thing to remember, though, is you're the host. You don't get a vote. <laughs> right, it's, it's that simple. We win that 2-1. <laughs> Done. Move on to the next category. That's fine. It's 2-2. Two, two. Cantwell, 2, Tav, 2. That, that's what we'll go for. That one's going too far. <laughs> um, right, we'll move on to the to the young player of the season again. Um not many candidates for this one, Craig. The club put up uh, Malik Tillman, Adam Devine. I know yours is definitely not going to be Leon King, given some of your comments in, on previous pods, but um, can you see past anyone bar, bar Malik Tillman for, for this award? Uh, there's a Belgian guy who came in in January. I was going to no, I think Malik Tillman wins that one hands down. I don't think there's any um I don't think there's any discussion really to be had about that one just to kill this part yeah, of the podcast. Yeah. Um but I think the the points Ross Ross mentioned throughout his first season of full time um football. He, yeah. I think he'd played a handful of games before he turned up at Rangers and almost instantly made uh, made a huge impact, whether it's that USG game, whether it's um, taking control of games against teams where we've got the, we're playing against the low block at Ibrooks. Mm-hmm. He was the real creative spark in those in those early days, particularly under under Geo when it was particularly boring and it was side to side and we were struggling. He was he was the one that that was making things happen, and I, I, he's, he continued that throughout the season. He's not been fully consistent. He has been inconsistent in in stages. And mm. one of the questions that comes over him is, does he do enough in the big games? But I think what he did do this season is more than enough to win Young Player of the Year and, and be a real positive for Rangers. Well, that's the thing. To, to that point, though, that it's been a criticism of Rangers that, that, that we don't have players doing it against the, the so-called lesser teams in, in the league. So I, I don't see it as being a bad thing if we do have a guy that's levels above um, them and I'll I'll kill that dead as well there because I don't want to be open there. Should we spend the five million? Should we not spend the five million on them? But again, we could dedicate a whole other pod to that in the summer. Tillman for you, Tommy. Tillman. Tillman. Yeah, I think ten goals, four assists in in your first season of first team football. I, I think he he gets it easily. Yep. Yeah. Tillman. Unanimous on that one. Um, Tommy, I'll I'll give you the the option here to to pick your goal of the season. There was. I was going to say there was quite a few. The, the the list from the club was was a bit odd. I think the fans ended up giving it to, was it the 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 goal away in in PSV Einhoven? No, it was the one at Ibrox. Was it the one at Ibrox? Oh, yeah. oh, that's even worse. I thought it was the one that was away. <laughs> I, I thought the one at Ibrox was a great goal. It's a great Antonio goal. Yeah, it's a great goal. Yeah, it's a good goal. It's not a great. It's goal. not a great. Todd Cantwell's opening at Park uh, Ibrox against Celtic the other week. There you go. Oh yeah, oh. that's a that's a. That's an out there show. Well, I like that one. Do you think the, the For everything, the, awareness, yeah. control over the ball. It is a fantastic finish, yeah. yeah. And I think I said that on the po- uh, you know in the podcast after the match at Ibrooks, um, or live from Ibrooks, I should say, that it looks because it's in really fast real time. It looks like he's just struck it because it's an open goal. 
it's not right. He's done everything that fashion is gala should think about, right? <laughs> and that he's got over the ball and he's kept it down. It goes through. I think it goes through Joe Hart's legs, if I remember yeah. correctly. It's a fantastic technical finish in and of itself. It also is great to see him. I feel like midfielder attacker following in Rangers as well. It also comes from a shot outside the box, which is fantastic for Rangers. Yeah. And it was the opener that set the tone for that game in the sunshine for us to then go on and get a dominant victory, which was absolutely required going into the summer. That's why it's the goal. It's not just the finish itself. It's everything that represented. I think that's and I think that guy joined in January. <laughs> yeah. I like See, that. that's, a good that's why he's player of the year goals like that exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that actually was a goal that I hadn't considered Ross but, but what for you was, was the goal of the season I'm, I'm sure you've got a few for us here well uh, the, a couple honourable mentions I think the, the James Tavernier free kick at Parkhead was a ridiculous goal I, I'm, I'm not going to give him goal of the season because ultimately we lost that day and I, I don't really like that Yep. Uh, I think Malik Thielman at Motherwell where uh, I think he ran from the halfway line himself mm. Maybe a bit of questionable defending there from from the Motherwell players, but <laughs> it was a great goal. The the two for me it was between was actually between the 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 goal that the club gave and Antonio Cholak at home to PSV. I thought it was a really really good goal. I think uh, I think it's a lovely split and pass from Stephen Davis to Tavernier. He cuts it back and it's a really good finish from Antonio Cholak. But for me, I'm going to give it to Fashion Sakala away at Dundee United. <sighs> I saw that goal, so there was a thread going around Twitter of each player in the squad's best goal of the season, and I did not remember that goal. Yeah, it's a cracker. It's an absolute. I, I did not remember that goal, but it was an, it was yeah. an unbelievable finish. Uh, and I think this really sums up Fashion Sakala, <laughs> really, because I think if you gave him that opportunity a hundred times, I don't think he's able to do what he done that day. You know, you give him it two times. Yeah, well, <laughs> he controls it. The ball, he controls it. His first touches to get the ball up yep. and give him an opportunity. Is that all he can to, do? He just <laughs> <laughs> can't control it. <laughs> I'm trying to give him credit here. Controls it very well. Takes a touch that, that steadies himself and gets the ball in a position that he can strike it again. And he hits it with his left foot right into the top corner. It's a it's a great finish yeah. from Fashion Sakala. Yeah. And I think at that point <laughs> we were we were quite we were struggling actually. We weren't performing very well under yeah. Michael Beale, and I thought it was a great goal at the time. So maybe not the the same kind of ideas around it that Tommy had for Todd Campwell in terms of the context but just for the, the actual goal itself the I'm technique, gonna, yeah. the yeah. technique involved to, to score a goal like that I'm going to give it to Fashion Sakala Can I just give a, a, an honourable mention as well Scotty Arfield 900th and 88th minute or whatever <laughs> it was uh, at Pataudry yeah. for fairly self-evident reasons Yeah, yeah I totally agree yeah. I, I, that was a goal that I, I think you and I had both forgotten about in, 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 in the context of the season but um, Craig what was, what was your goal of the season and why? Um, I was to give Fashion Sakala his credit. I was being a bit facetious there when I was speaking about him. To give Fashion Sakala credit, he does sc- make a lot of goal contributions yep. to us throughout the season, and that's significantly underrated by a lot of fans. Yep. Yep. He scores a lot of important goals, and we saw in the final game of the season against St Mirren, him score the type of goal that Ryan Kent should have been scoring yep. many, many times a season. Um, and I thought when you saw Fashion Sakala in that role, for all that he occasionally does trip over the ball or he misses wide open goals twice against Celtic mm-hmm. um, he does contribute a lot to the team and he's he's treated rather harshly and I would be sad to see, I'm going to say I would be sad to see him go in the summer I think he should be part of the squad next season I'll, I'll await the comments on that one yeah <laughs> he, I, I, whether he should be a starter or not I would I don't think so but he should be a, a player that, that plays a significant role next season I'm going to go against the grain a bit I know Ross said he wouldn't give it to James Tavernier at Celtic Park because we lost that game I would 
I would give him the free kick goal to get his being goal of the season, but I think his header was almost just as good in that game as well because that is a he was he was going the other way to pull his pull his head back to try and header it. He got it on target. He was pulled us back into the game. I think it was it was a really important goal at that stage, and he was almost single handedly trying to trying to get us back in in that game and what was a what was a really important game at that stage of the season. Um, but I think his free kick against Celtic at, at Celtic Park was our goal of the season and what was a really poor season yeah. for um, for standout goals for Rangers. Yeah. It's interesting that we've all gone for, for different goals here. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring in terms of this and say that my goal of the season is again for Todd Cantwell and it was Cantwell against Aberdeen. Um, the reason for that is, is that it was something that severely hit Aberdeen. That's it. It's just that, <laughs> uh, well, that that's one reason. But it was just that the fact that something that's been missing from our game was is scoring from set pieces. Mm. And when was the last time you've seen seen a player scoring from a, a volley in the corner? I think um, in the post match press conference after that game as well, he said that he said to Suter that he noticed that it was something was he said the ball's going at the back post, just leave it. And he says, I think I can get onto it. And he did, and it, and it was, a, ultimately, at the end of the day, it was, a, it was a fantastic finish. But, um... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That just about wraps up our end of the season pod. But we have talked about Rangers milestones. I think it would be only fair. I'll, I'll pass this, this part of the, the podcast on to you here, Tommy, as, as the managing editor. But I think it's fair to say this is Ivrox has had uh, quite a fair few milestones of its own this year. Yeah, it's been a really it's been a really good year for the for the podcast uh, uh, in general. And my thanks go to everybody who takes part. Thanks to our partners like Podcast Studio Glasgow for hosting us here. We've had really you know good things like the Stuart Gibson interview. Really thank the club for their support in terms of our access to you know press conferences and, and match day experiences and stuff like that. Some of our other contributors in the background. You know, it's definitely been a a really growth centric in terms of our followers and subscribers and. It, all of that and our partners allow us to provide all of the content free of charge, which I think is really, really important uh, in this uh, in this current environment, uh, socially and economically as well for everybody. But by and large, my my thanks go to everybody who engages with our content, who follows us, who subscribes, who takes part in the comments, etc., who generally agree with me um, and all of my opinions. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can edit that out, right? But no, listen, it's there's a lot of content out there and I think we do a fantastic job and it's not done in isolation and we really appreciate anybody's time for it but it's been a it's been a good year for the Cybrox it's mirrored the club and that as we come to the end of it we've got even more plans for next year yeah. and there's a lot of exciting stuff coming in the in the summer and next season and uh, I look forward to speaking to the rest of the, the listeners and watchers and you all um in next season uh, yeah, positive. It's the first time Tommy said he's looking forward to speaking to us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but to, to all the listeners and watchers, that's boilerplate it's stuff, by the way. I, I, got I don't mean a word there. of that. I got a bit worried there when you said mirrored the club as well. I was like, oh no. Are we changing managers? <laughs> I'm, let, I'm letting you all go. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeping through with that. Yeah, it's a cold wind blowing through. No, I just mean that as we come towards the end, it's really positive for us. Um, and we've seen really you know good growth and good numbers. And I think people understand what we're trying to do. That's the only mirroring of it. We haven't um, 
we haven't failed in our targets, unfortunately. Uh, well, fortunately, I should say, over the course of the season. But yeah, I look forward to us being as positive in the summer as Rangers are going to be with all the transformation that's that's happening on and off the pitch. I think as a support, we should be really, really positive of what's happening to our club over the summer. Yeah, again, it's hard to disagree with anything you said there. It has been a really good season for us. I think I can speak for the three of us in saying that something I thought we would never get to do is get gantry access to, to Ibrox. It's been really special and I know that I've been with you, I've been with you as well, and it's been it's been really special, Ross, hasn't it? Being able to do that and report from from the gantry at Ibrox. Yeah, I mean it's my my first season with the podcast and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The you know, the being able to to have an opinion about Rangers on a mm-hmm. platform like this is, you know, it it's great. And I think being able to cover the club in that way with the the access that we've had has has been really eye opening. Yeah. And uh, you know, it you're in, you feel like you're in a very privileged position to be able to do that, you know. So I've absolutely loved it. And yep. look, I'm just looking to do the same next season for the podcast. I'm looking for it to, to go from strength to strength. And I'd just like to say the same as Tommy that, uh, you know, thanks to everyone for getting involved and, and listening and watching and engaging with us. It's This is why we do it. We we love the community. We're trying to grow here. And, and let's hope we see more of that next season. We're going to do a poll over the summer in terms of, you know, vote out the podcast that we don't like. <laughs> no. I, I get to write the poll, so I'm not putting myself on it because I'm pretty sure I know what would happen there, right? But I, I thought, listen, you're right. And again, it's a call out to the club of we really appreciate their support and helping us uh, and giving us that access. Um, they don't have to do that. And I think the, you know, some of the other changes behind the scenes as James Bisgrove takes up his position as well in terms of the fans forum and the enhanced fan engagement can only be beneficial for everybody out there, but also podcasts like our stuff that uh, ourselves that are just fans wanting to engage with other fans. That's a really positive message from the club that we definitely shouldn't walk past. Yeah, I think it's going to be be an exciting season for for the team and and this is Ibrox. Um, so I think that's a nice point to to end it there. So thank you very much, Ross, for joining us today. Yep, thoroughly enjoyed it. Looking forward to to the summer now and, and reading all the transfer rumours that come at Rangers. That's the beauty of it. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank you, Craig. Yeah, it's been good, it's been enjoyable being in the studio and, and doing our podcast face-to-face. It's a bit, bit of a novelty, but it's, yeah. it's been good fun. And thanks to you, Tommy. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope uh, all the listeners and watchers have as well. That's it, and thanks to all the listeners and watchers out there. It's been, a, I was going to say, an enjoyable season. It's been ups and downs, but hopefully we've got a better season to look forward to next year. Thank you for tuning in. Take care, everybody, and goodbye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.